three points to podcast. You wouldn't want my life to get boring. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Cannon Fodder here at 3.2 Company. This is our new show where we veer away from the X-Wing miniatures game and talk about uh, Star Wars and all the canon nonsense that has been thrown at us and some of the stuff that's been thrown out that we still like. Um, today I've got Brody and Scott with me. How you doing, guys? Hey, hey, hey. I've been better, but let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in 3.2 company tradition, we're, uh, I assume we're all drinking while we do this. Uh, we're doing this one remotely, yes. so I'm not drinking 3.2 beer. Uh, since there's only three of us, we're missing some other people. I'm rocking a 9.5% Uinta Detour double IPA, so I'm as good as oh, three shit. other people. Jeez. I am never that grown up. <laughs> Did you say double IPA? Yeah. I mean, I'll say I'm drinking some uh, summer mead honey wine from the Hive Winery, which I believe is a local place. That's cool. Uh, is that from Layton, actually. Layton. Oh, it's in Layton. Uh, yes, and that's 12% alcohol by volume, so that's pretty great. Jesus. Yeah, he's you guys are yeah. super grown up. I am drinking a Uinta Cutthroat Pale L, which is yummy. It's quite tasty. And I'm also doing shots of limoncella on the side. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, um, we're going to kick off our first episode of Cannon Fodder uh, talking about Star Wars Rebels. I know it's a show on Disney XD, but it is canon, and we've all bought plenty of Star Wars Rebels ships for X-Wing, uh, and Season 3 just wrapped up. Begrudgingly. <laughs> hey, you uh, you got the protectorate, Starfighter. That's true. That wasn't begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Other than it killed my my lovely Star Viper even deader. No, you still can't get auto thrusters in anything but the Star Viper, so <laughs> they're still gonna sell as long as that's only the mm -hmm. case. Um, well, before we get into Maybe season three, this out of the bottle. Yeah, I am. Before we get into season three of Rebels, <laughs> maybe we should just kind of recap what we thought about the first two seasons. Yeah. Who's starting? You start, Mike. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I was kind of skeptical when Rebels first came out because it was on Disney XD, and the first half of season one did nothing to, you know, assuage those fears. But the second half of season one <laughs> really uh, kicked into high gear when Vader showed up, and things actually got a little darker and maybe closer to some of the tone we saw in the Clone Wars. Uh, Wasn't Vader series. even season two? Well, he's the main oh, arc of season two, you're right? right? He, he showed up at the beginning of season two. Things got dark yep. with the Inquisitor at the end of season the one. Inquisitor. That's what it was. Yes. So um, I really enjoyed the end of season one. Yes, that was pretty good. That they were willing to kill off a major villain. Uh, yeah, I. So season one was definitely a mixed bag, and you know a lot of it is setting up a, a children's shows. First of all. Mm -hmm. um, all the characters are way too Mary Sue still to this day. Oh God! They still are yeah, good man. at everything they need to be good at. Uh, we'll get into it when we uh, do the um, the double agent droid episode of this season. <laughs> but oh, uh, God, that episode's so bad. 
The Inquisitors are a really interesting idea that they have kind of thrown to the side, unfortunately. Um, I did really like the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor was awesome, and the fact they got Jason Isaacs to do voice work was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. No. So that's probably the high point for me for Rebels is that the voice acting is really good. Yeah, and they're... Kind of across the board. It's exceptional, I agree. They got quality people for the main cast. I mean, they get Billy D when he does Lando. Mm -hmm. Uh, James Earl Jones still does Darth Vader. It's all great. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. puts in work and is pretty good as a voice actor. I was reminded that he, like, is still alive when this show came out. Right? Yeah. Whatever. Is he Ezra or Kanan? Mike, you know. What was that, Scott? You played Mass Effect 3, you know. I kind of, I never used, what was his name, Cortez in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I never did used I. Cortez. <laughs> so, the end of season one, we see the, the, the finale of the Grand Inquisitor, and then Darth Vader shows up in the first two episodes of season two. That's what it was, and those were really good episodes. So good. Oh man, Vader is so good in Rebels. Uh, season two is, I mean, it's by far the season, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of, yeah. of the three so far, it's the best. It's got Vader, um, Fulcrum slash Ahsoka is revealed, and adult Ahsoka is pretty other cool. Yeah, they have the the brothers, like seven, seventh brother, fourth sister, whatever their stupid names are. Yeah, season right. one dealt with the Grand Inquisitor and then like seventh sister and fourth brother or something in the second season. Yeah. And so I really I do back. like the whole idea of the Inquisitors as a secret force for the Emperor. Mm-hmm. But they kind of needed to get away from them uh, in the third season because that would have been three seasons in a row of just dealing with them as the you know, direct threat to the crew. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that, well, I mean, we can definitely get into it, but it kind of like Thrawn doesn't utilize something as powerful as that. Maybe he doesn't know they exist. I, I was about to ask, does he know they exist? Or I mean, if Kanan knows they existed. I think that the Empire as, as at large knows that the Inquisitors exist, because otherwise how would they have authority? Yeah. But I, I just see Thrawn as being the analytical type who's not going to put plans into motion that rely on a mystical order that is the Inquisitors. Yeah, but he would always use a tool if it's available. But as we've seen in like the previous seasons, like how unreliable of a tool is are the Inquisitors. Well, and, true. and by the time Thrawn showed up in season three, how many Inquisitors were left for him to use as tools? That's true. Well, that's the, the other... In the finale it... of two, do they kill the two little guys? Yeah. I know that... The sister. Seventh and fourth are dead. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller dies. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hers is dead. The other dude is also dead. So and then the it. rando inquisitor that shows up in the last couple episodes is also dead. Yeah, he went out like a bitch, falling off the like temple when his helicopter saber didn't work. Oh, okay, God. so that was the, the low light, the <laughs> low light of season two. <laughs> the stupid helicopter lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. That's canon. I, I've actually disliked the spinning lightsaber from the start, but that got even worse. I would have much preferred that they just kept it where it was like that weird fencing lightsaber looking thing. Yeah. That was cool. I got, I oh. mean, the Hella Saber thing was 
I was like, oh, that's not very cool, but I can yeah. get over it yeah. in a kid's show. And I mean, we're talking about space wizards, so. Are yeah, they I space mean... wizards or are they space sorcerers or are they space monks? Uh, okay. All of the above. Uh, yes. Or... <laughs> I mean, I mean, or are they actually, actually, are they space clerics? They're, they're not. They're, they're, definitely, they're definitely not that. They're definitely not wizards, right? They don't have a spell book that they write shit down in. Right. It's definitely closer to sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. Sidetrack. <laughs> so. Limoncello shot. Which was a better part <laughs> of season two? Take a two. shot every time we sidetrack. You are not going to make it through this I know, because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, which, Mike, I missed that. No, which was a better part of season two? The Vader episodes at the beginning or the two episodes at the end that led to the Vader Ahsoka showdown? I um, really I, like the opening episodes. I think that he brings in the opening episodes. Oh, he? yeah. But yeah. The Ahsoka Vader showdown is like some of the best Star Wars that we've got. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was phenomenal. Yes. And again, this show is not afraid to make people, to let people die. Yeah. Well, Unless when they are the, the main, main cast. <laughs> as long as they aren't the main cast, as long as they're ancillary characters. We, we don't they have confirmation die. that Ahsoka's dead. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd prefer that she was dead because that's a better end to her story. Than like her showing up as another Deus Ex, and, and in, in all likelihood she probably is dead. But they weren't gonna show that on Just, Disney XD yeah. either. No, and you know I think that shows how far um, Clone Wars really went from Ahsoka being debuted in season oh. one. How like stupid her no, character was debuted in the movie. Yeah, well, that's I mean like the season one movie, whatever. Like, and if then, you want like, to forget that movie ever existed, I'm okay with you nope, there. It's yeah. still on our list of things to watch and record commentary for. <laughs> Fuck. Man, but, um, we'll try. <laughs> uh, By the end of Clone Wars, you're super invested in Ahsoka as a character. Yes. Especially after the season six or season five stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I know this is a little bit of a sidetrack that we'll cover in a later episode, but I... I, I enjoyed the novel quite a bit, and I would like more Ahsoka novels. That novel was really good. I got the audiobook version of that, and uh, it's on my phone still. I haven't even started it. <laughs> Great. The, the, the fight with Ahsoka and Vader at the end of Season 2, though, was really great it's because really it, it showed how, how strong she had become, which was kind of a good payoff for watching her through like six or seven seasons of TV shows. Yeah, of being and- an apprentice. Yeah, and it actually pays off on the idea that Vader is Anakin and that she's kind of suspected but wasn't sure and then kind of just comes crashing down. But it's where she gets up and, like, damages the mask and everything. It's so cool. But it's pre-Luke Vader, so this Vader has no, no reason to ever turn in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so, there's like, no remorse. Soka tries to appeal to his like better side, and he is having none of it. Yeah, and I mean, we see him, you know, extra wheezing, mask cut to shit, mm. hobbling to his uh, tie advanced at the end of that episode. So Ahsoka probably died, but she also kind of kicked Vader's ass too. 
Yeah, yeah you, you put the boot in for sure. And the big uh, device to move the plot forward and make things interesting and raise the stakes for season three was the introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which sent Star Wars nerds into a frenzy. Well, <laughs> thank Thrawn's God a he's great back. Character. Oh yeah, Thrawn is cool. He's an awesome character, and I, I like that they are staying true to the nature of Thrawn that we got from those Timothy Zahn novels all those years ago, but we're seeing a younger version of him who's maybe a bit more uh, impulsive and uh, emotional or quick to react to things. Yeah. Yeah, He's not uh, quite all the way Thrawn yet, right? He's still learning. Right, because the the Thrawn we got in the Zahn novels was 10, 15 years after Jedi. Yeah. So this is is 20 years before that. Or more, like... If you if you note it, like Leia and Ha and Luke are pretty young when they show up in these episodes. It's true. Like really, like this could very easily still be like two plus years before Rogue One. Yeah. Like I'm still a little iffy on the timeline here. Like, like I, yeah, I, like I Leia's. The, I bet the details Leia of the Luke's timeline don't get revealed until the show ends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Leia was a teenager, right? In season one or two that she shows up in? She shows up in season three, I thought. Or is it, she in it's, two? It's near the end of two or the beginning of okay. three. And, okay. and, and she's, yeah, like 17 or something. Yeah. Yeah, and Luke is that as well, obviously. But, you know, that one episode shows him as a baby for some reason. Right. Because it's so far away. <laughs> Yeah, so this they they have the out where this can still be a couple of years before Rogue One, and then what's the time frame between uh, Episode Four and Episode Six? Isn't it like four years? Yeah, I think it's like a year and a half between four and five, and not not a whole lot of time goes between five and six because they, you know they make their plan to rescue Han, and then they do it. Well, anyway. they get all that Dash Rendar business in the middle there. Uh, that's nope. not canon. No, they what don't. Talking about. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Wait for season four of Rebels. Oh, my God. If Though they... I do like that they added the Outrider and did not add Dash in this season. Uh, but isn't that actually one of the worst episodes of this oh, season? For sure. Yeah, oh but God. they added that ship, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so season one, we talked about it started slow, then ramped up uh, towards the end. It got really good. Season two started good. It had some low points in the middle, but it ended on space whales. Space <laughs> yeah, the space whales episode was pretty bad. It had two dumpster fire episodes. Yeah, it had space whales and it had that stupid time travel, whatever loafal or um, not. What's the stupid Zeb's race? Oh yeah, um, like that one where they travel through like some impassable like oh, yeah, star the, field. The, uh, the Lasat episode. Yeah, the Lasat episode. Good God. Those were back-to-back, and I remember texting Mike, like, (laughs) right after I watched both of those, and I said, if this is how season two continues, I'm done. And he's like, no, no, no. Just keep going. And season two got better from there. It It did. It got amazing. (laughs) Uh, We we didn't have that flow with season three. Season three's main thing is probably inconsistency. It is super That's inconsistent. A, that should be the inconsistency and taking breaks. Oh, God, right? 
So the first two episodes, Steps into Shadow and Holocrons of Fate, are not bad. So Steps is like the movie, right? The like movie episode where it's like two episodes uh, together. The, uh, Steps and Holocron is like the second half of that. Oh, is Steps right. the, is Holocron the second half? Pretty sure. Okay. I just I copied down Steps the list. Was two episodes. And, 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 uh, Steps aired on the twenty fourth of September. Holocrons on the first of October. Oh, okay. So maybe Steps is a two parter. I, I yeah, the I think Holocrons it's, yeah, it's the hour long episode, episode in my head. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're super connected, but I'm pretty sure they Steps is, like, the hour-long intro movie, like they do every season, right. and then, like, just how they end it every season with an hour-long yeah. episode. Yeah. And, and they were both fine. Um, Holocrons, we saw Maul show up again. Yep. Great work by... Well, Steps know. has, like, the intro of Ezra flirting with the dark side, right? Right. I yeah. think that's and then where he... Maul immediately shows up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ezra uses the dark side to take over an imperial walker driver to uh he he, he kills some imperials and like walks the guy off the edge of a platform right you know if suicide's the guy kept going with that like i like that ezra better than regular ezra oh um for those of you that haven't listened to the (laughs) any episodes of the main 3.2 company podcast um i am fully convinced that ezra is snoke so this was just (laughs) no you're not (laughs) you're just trolling you're trolling so hard (laughs) yeah trolling so hard that i'm gonna be right when that's revealed (laughs) at the end of episode eight oh god if they like cut his face this in season four i might come around to your your thought process You mean when they cut his face and he somehow becomes an even better Jedi through injury? <laughs> he, beca- he becomes a mun all of a sudden. Ugh. Yeah. Darth Plagueis, the Ezra. I'm still bring them both though. back. Oh man, does that mean we could get Maxi Chlorians again? Yes, please. God, no. <laughs> uh, the next episode after those were the Antilles Extraction, which that one was all right. Yeah. No, we got to see Wedge and Hobby. Uh, we, yeah, which I didn't need. We we didn't need, but even in old canon, we'd heard about how Wedge was a formal imper- former Imperial Academy pilot, and it was neat to you know see them get out of there. I was I was fine with that episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think Rebels and it's at the stage for Imperial Sabine. So yeah, God, um, <laughs> S- Sabine think... is something we'll get into in a little bit. I think oh, Rebels like falls into the trap that like the prequels fell into. Like if I can quote Pat Oswalt, like I don't give a shit what my heroes did when they were little kids. Right. Like I want yep. to see them as like what they were. You know, like I don't care that Darth Vader was a shitty baby. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of how I felt about the Wedge stuff. He has, to be fair, he's become like a pretty decent character in the show. Overall, for all that you ever see him after that episode. I mean, he's in a couple. He's in the worst episode, which is Double Agent Droid. He's the best part of that episode. Yeah. Honestly, but... Wedge might have a bigger part if Dennis Lawson, uh, you know, <laughs> wasn't uh, so put off by the idea of returning to Star Wars that Wedge had yeah. been in Episode Seven. He was invited back to play his part, and he's eh, no, I'm too good for coming back to that shit. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's like, dude, what have you money done? Money over everything, man. Money over everything. Right. Get paid. Because mm-hmm. how many more cons can you go to after that? <laughs> yeah, that shit. But uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it was a fine episode. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an okay episode. Harris Heroes is the one after that that I really enjoyed. 
That one was a good episode. So I, I yes. tried not to go back and read recaps. The the title is not triggering anything for me. On That's Hera's the one where Hera is like faking as a slave to Thrawn. Remember? Yeah, and she oh. sneaks back to her home with her. She's and they go to like get her like this is like when Thrawn is basically on to them like immediately. Yes. I remember because that. she goes to get that uh, trinket from her family, so he already knows that she's Hera. Yep. Yeah, and this right. this begins like the biggest or one of my biggest pet peeves with this season is that Thrawn's master plan is just letting them go over and over and over. Right. Yes, yeah. it makes sense, but it makes for boring episodes. That's true. Mm-hmm. You, you know, now that I'm like looking at this title, Hera's Heroes, and kind of scanning down through the rest, there was not enough Hera in this season. Right. Yeah, I mean, she definitely Hera, took the second back. best character in the show. After Chopper. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hera and Chopper are the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chopper is definitely the best character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually am not a huge fan of Hera in general. I mean, I will say her the new to... Imperial Protocol droid is getting up there in terms of how good I if If they didn't do that stupid droid episode that ruined him for it, I would say he's my second favorite character. Uh, I just Alan love... Rickman? I just love an uppity bitch droid. I mean, yes. they are just so good. Yeah, uh, Her- Her's Heroes was was good. Now that like you <laughs> triggered what the you know actual plot was of it. Uh, the last battle was not it was just meh to me. Th- that was the one where they encounter like the last remaining uh, droid, uh, yeah, se- um, se- separatist droid like specialist or whatever the combat. That yeah, was they meh to ugh. To me. They had they had one of those uh, like commander droids, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, f- for the filler episodes we get so often in Rebels, this was a pretty good filler episode. But that still means it's lower yeah. quality than the main arc. I mean, it, it reminded me of the stuff that I actually loved about Clone Wars, which was the clone Rex uh, action, the clone yeah. arcs, right? When it when it's clone trooper arcs and it's their story. Not to get too ahead of us, but I feel like that episode would be better if those droids had showed up at the end of the season. It would have been yeah. a, a a callback and twist that I wasn't expecting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could use more Rex in this season, and it's not just because he's Rex. It's because the clone troopers are super interesting. I could use more Rex is one more episode. interesting than most of the Rebels crew. Especially yeah. one that somehow was able to not do Order sixty six, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So. So after the last battle, we had Imperial Super Commandos. I don't remember anything about that. I think that's pretty much the one where we found out that uh, there were some Mandalorians that. Basically oh, this is the one where Fen Rao becomes a rebel. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah basically. That's, that's bad. Fuck that episode. It's, well, I think it's the episode where she's trying to talk him into becoming a rebel. Does he basically join in this episode? At the oh. end of the episode, if I, if this is the first time we see him, he he doesn't necessarily join, but he accepts being taken into the rebels' like you know custody or whatever. Yeah. Like he's a prisoner. And is this when we first? Is this on the winter like the winter world basically? And we meet Gar Saxon. Yes, I think so. Okay. So Gar Saxon is an interesting character. I liked him as a villain. Of, cool. all of the, 
the Mandalorian they... themed yeah. episodes. Yes. This one was not the worst. <laughs> no. Right. No. Oh, but then we get into what might be, if not for that droid episode, the worst episode of this season. God, yeah. It's, Iron Squadron. It's a race to the bottom there. Iron Squadron. Bunch of Uh-oh. bunch of punk kids have an outrider. Um, next. That's all I've got. It's yeah, it's like it's it's gone. three shitty Ezra's and a Sabine, like all mangled together into like one crew, and well, like it's the as worst bad as that movie. sounds. Th- that that's a Star Wars parody band. Three shitty Ezra's and a Sabine. <laughs> For real, this episode this episode is up there with Space Wells. Yeah, it's, um, at least Space yeah. Wells had that one cool like cinematic shot where they were all like. You know, atmosphere skydiving with the whales down onto the planet. Oh, I thought you were going to say when the whales jumped to hyperspace. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Oh, which don't is, remind me of that. Which is not right. Rebels' fault. That's from, like, Clone Wars, I believe. <laughs> but, oh. Jesus. Um, the, I mean, the only, could you, the only good thing about Iron Squadron is that the... YT-2400 is now... Well, I guess it was already canon, right? Because it, it's in it, a prequel. It was already, like, second and a half Or it's canon, in a, but, it's but in a special it's, edition, right? Yeah, now it's yeah. been at least focused on a little bit. Yeah. Um, this. I mean, the thing I hated about this episode is every time my Imperial ship showed up, the guy's like, that's a Star Destroyer. <laughs> and, God, and, and, like, Caden and Ezra are just like, F you. That is not. Shut up. Die already. <laughs> Well, and what's frustrating about the Iron Squadron episode is if you go back to Clone Wars, they had a three or four episode arc with Ahsoka and Jedi children, and those were actually pretty good, where the kids were trying to those find were the, good the crystals for their lightsabers and everything. Yes, those were good episodes. So it's possible to do kids right on these types of shows, and Iron Squadron just whiffed. Yeah, Iron Squadron is really, really bad. And then you never see them again. Thankfully. I, I guess an, another missed opportunity with Iron Squadron is it was another connection to Sato's character that they didn't like. Oh yeah, really delve into because yeah. he's an also super interesting character mm. um, that they don't use enough. Yep. Well, and after right, Iron Squadron, one. we had the Winkathu job, and I got I got nothing on that. I don't have any memory of this episode. This is uh, one where we get Gazorpazorp or whatever the stupid dude's name is. That's not helping. <laughs> as As um, Morgan, remember As Morgan? Is this the one he comes yeah. back for? Yeah, it's uh, Hondo and As Morgan. The thumbnail picture just shows Hondo, and I love Hondo. Okay, it, it was the Hondo episode this season. Oh, is this the one? where Chopper ended up holding two blaster pistols rolling through a cargo bay, firing at people randomly, because that is one of my favorite moments of the season. <laughs> yeah, oh. they're, they're trying to offload the cargo. Yeah. Yep. And, like, the ghost is, like, connected to um, this big cargo ship, and they're, like, falling into, like, a, a, a gas giant gas or something. Giant. Yeah. And then all of a sudden those, like, uh, those droids get activated, like the... Um, yep. The like security the not, droids, the not dark troopers, yeah, right. the uh, the the not clankers, but also basically the clankers. Yeah, oh. dude, I, I, okay, guilty yep. pleasure. I love As Morgan. He's so stupid. He's so like Star Wars, <laughs> the comic book character. He, he really yeah. is. like from back in like the seventies and eighties Star Wars comics. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and I mean, he's he's fun. But Hondo is, like, he continues being awesome from Clone Wars. 
Yeah, I mean, they continue the to write uh, Hondo correctly, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's very good, very interesting. And no, it's... not Winnie the Pooh. Sorry, Tigger. <laughs> it's the guy who does Tigger's voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I... going back to really good voice acting in Rebels. Yeah, no, which that did not drop off at all uh, no. in season no. three. Just the the writing and pacing got so inconsistent. Pacing, man, the pacing was so off this season. Well, after the Wincathu job, we had an inside man, which, again, I tried not to prepare too much for this. That doesn't ring a bell for me. This Isn't is this when the we... uh, Defender shows up. And this is also the one where we realize that Callus is the new Fulcrum, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. This so, is the... so I remember the episode. I couldn't put the, t- the title and the plot together, but this is a pretty good one because, well, yeah. may- maybe it's just for people that play X-Wing, but we're like, oh shit, Defender's canon again. Yeah, that was a big deal. Like, Defender's being canon. Um, they're on the uh, low-fall, like, Defender factory. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the decent ones. I mean, I mean, granted, Thrawn does the whole, like, oh, no, we're going to catch him later shtick that he does yeah. over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I just... This is going to be really sad, but I just realized that Lars Mikkelsen is Thrawn's voice actor. Mm-hmm. LCS. And I love it even more now. Mm-hmm. Now we just need some more Mads Mikkelsen in this show. Oh fuck! I, if we could get I Mads Mikkelsen's we'll get character from Rogue One in this, I, oh, we're definitely not going to get it. But I no, but love those two so much. D- does Lars mm-hmm. look anything like Thrawn? Um, Lars is the skinny-faced Mikkelsen brother. Mm-hmm. Does that help? <laughs> so. I'm just maybe holding out hope for episode eight or something. <laughs> that is, uh, that's Lars. He's the skinny Mickelson face, and he. Totally oh yeah, could no, be, like I would he be could totally um, be Thrawn. Like blue face him and red eye him. Yeah. Oh yes, that would be awesome. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Yeah, sorry, I just get a little like Danish chubby when I think of those two. <laughs> I get so or excited. Just chubby. wanted to cast him as Han Solo's dad. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that'd be all right. But um, Inside Man, I think, is one of the better episodes. Not just because of the uh, the, the defender, defender, though. Connection. No, that's good. Uh, and... I like, yep, and I like the turn that Callus' character makes in this season. Yeah. Right, and speaking of Callus and high-quality voice acting, I'm going to get his, name, his last name wrong, but David Oilowo? Yeah, the fact yeah, that Callus' voice is really good. Yeah, dude is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, this, the callous turn was kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, just if you harken back to season two, and I think one of the better and episodes of season BFFs. two. Yeah, that's a good episode. episode. That's a good episode. And like, I wonder. I would like to know the backstory of callous becoming fulcrum. Is it because of that episode? Was he already Probably. fulcrum? No, it's got to be after that episode. Yeah, I could I could do with a Callus book. I mean, is this yeah. the first time a, a besides or a Vader comic series or a comic? Yeah. Is this the first time besides Vader's character that somebody with an obvious villain name becomes a good guy? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably. Ransom Casterfo is kind of a good guy. It's <laughs> a sweet name. God. Oh, uh, visions and voices. 
Uh, I don't know what that one's about. Is that a mall episode? I got nothing. Yeah. Isn't this the Night Sister mall episode? Or am I wrong there? No, because that was back. That was in season two, wasn't it? Uh, maybe, probably. I got nothing on this one. Or uh-huh. is it? Is it the one where they then get the dark saber? I thought this is the you episode. Are correct. This they is like the deal one with the where... witches, right? Yes. Because yeah. Like... This is they the one where the dark saber comes the back. Are gone. Yeah. Okay. And Maul helps him, right? Kind of. Helps him but out of necessity not. slash, yeah. you know, another yeah. chance this... to influence Ezra. Yeah, I, I don't think Night Sisters are necessarily there, but there's like Night Sister magic it, it, there. No, it's, it's like the ghosts of the Night Sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah, but don't they like don't they, isn't it like Ghost Canaan and Ghost? Oh yeah, of they, they take over. Yeah, like Kanan. they possess them, and yeah, this is not a good episode. It was okay. It, it's. I mean, okay obviously filler. we don't remember it at all, which means yeah. it wasn't well, so bad that I hated it. <laughs> all right, are you ready for the most obvious tie-in episodes? Ghost of Ghosts of Geonosis. God, this is right after Rogue One, right? Mm -hmm. Uh This is Saw. Right, and for for being obvious tie-ins, I didn't think they were bad. Uh, They got Forrest Whitaker Whitaker to actually do the Saw voice. Uh, Scott, did you read Catalyst? No, I did not. Brody, you did, right? I did, yep. Uh So I wonder... I maybe like these episodes more than Scott did because of the context given from Catalyst. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I agree. I actually didn't hate these episodes. I thought Saw was pretty decent. To be honest, the thing I hated the most about this episode is stop bullying this poor little Geonosis. Oh, yeah, (laughs) no, that was... That was like, man, am I supposed to hate Saw? Dude, I love Click Clack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the few times where, like, Ezra does his, like, um, I mean, Click Clack's obviously, like, not an animal, but, like, this is, like, one of those episodes where Ezra, like, befriends the cat or something. Right. Well, and this, yep. ca- this came out after Catalyst and after I'd read it, so yep. in, in, in Catalyst, it's kind of revealed that something happened to the Geonosians, so it was nice to get some story and context behind that. Yeah, and that's, I believe that's a, a Legends thing that they kind of brought back. Oh, really? um, because in Legends, I believe when um, after the Geonosians like help like create the Death Star, like um, Palpatine basically does this to him. I don't know if he does the whole um, like mass extinction thing, but I thought he did some type of like makes it so they can't have they like sterilizes them, which maybe is the same thing. Go for Pal- maybe, Palpatine. I- I, I might be remembering that wrong. I might have just mixed up the, some stuff. And that, that if you listen to this, outlandish. email me and say I'm an idiot <laughs> at uh, huts with six T's at Gmail. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can just send it. Just email emails. your complaints to huts. <laughs> no, no it, it's actually it's actually huts with spelled out. The number six and then ts at gmail.com if you're going to email us just send them all to 3.2 company at gmail.com with points yeah email us tell us how bad we're bad (laughs) so we had a break in the season for a few weeks after ghosts of geonosis and then we had warhead i think i remember this one but i want to see if i'm right by hearing you guys talk about it first this infiltrator droid episode yeah the the friendly looking droid that 
kind of transformed it's, into a scary it's looking the protocol <laughs> protocol droid that turns into like a freaking yeah like death droid how did those like, physics work why are you trusting a random protocol droid that just shows up on this planet that no one has been on and no one can be on because the freaking spiders weird, uh, spider things kill everything if you don't have the right gear like uh, I liked this episode because it was a very heavy AP5 episode. <laughs> okay, yes. AP5 is a very divisive character. Do you hate AP5? I don't hate him. Uh, I, I really like Stephen Stanton's voice work with him and stuff. I did not expect him to become so prominent this season. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. If not for Double Agent Droid, AP5's a really great character. Yeah, I I really love AP5. And I don't even think Double Agent Droid, he's the problem. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> but um, I think, I, uh, I I guess thinking back to it, it is his voice work that makes me love him so much. It, yep. it, it, that's like, yep. fantastic. Like, he is so well done. Well, continue our uh, dip uh, downward. I, I actually want to hold us right here because you reminded okay. me of something. We talked about the spider creatures on the planet uh, Adalon that they'd found for the rebel base. We got mm-hmm. this far without talking about the Bendu. That's true. How did we get this far without Bendu? <laughs> Which, because uh, he shows up like three times in the Well, I mean, the second, is it the second part of the start of the season is basically all Bendu, because remember, like, Kanan is trying to decide how he can go on as a blind Jedi. Yeah. Oh, right. And once again, excellent voice acting. They got Tom Baker, mm-hmm. and but they probably only had him in studio for like a day or two, which is why he shows up so sporadically. <laughs> yeah, he probably did the whole season basically right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the so... idea of context. I will always continue to love the idea of Jedi that didn't take sides. So I... Okay, so the Bendu... I hate it in concept. The Bendu <laughs> reminded me a lot of the end, the Clone Wars episode where Anakin goes into like the Force oh. hole. Oh, and like those uh, yeah, like no, the I Force Prince like, King Queen a... shit. So oh, those were the, the Mortis episode. episodes. Oh, yes, uh, yeah, where he like where Anakin finds out he can stop himself be- becoming the plague of the galaxy and still leaves. <laughs> Those those are really divisive Clone Wars episodes. People either love him or hate him, and I think that Bendu is one of those characters. They're either going to love him or hate him. I, I like him in concept. I think his execution would have been better over a two- or three-episode arc instead of being a thing that, oh, yeah, that guy's still there the whole season. Yeah, and, like, I we'll get to this in the finale, and so I don't want to go into it too much, but... He kind of is used. I mean, I guess he's not technically a god in the machine because you already know he exists, and you know he's not showing up out of nowhere to do something. But I still don't like him. I liked him. You know what? I would have liked him if he showed up in the first episode or two, like what you're just saying, and then never showed up again. If they could have completed an arc with him. Yeah. So I. But the voice acting well, and, was and, fantastic. And this is something that, you know, once Disney took over Star Wars, that they've made an active effort in pushing, like, Maz Kanata. 
not a Jedi, but force sensitive. The the uh, Chariot from Rogue One, force sensitive. I like the concept of another being that's force sensitive, and it's one that's not you know human size. I think that's really cool. But the execution. Well, and then great. they brought back the Dathomiri witches. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I love that. That's Star Wars Galaxy. I like shit people right that there. are force sensitive or force sensitive groups that aren't Jedi or Sith. Yep. Like, yeah. I want more diversity in the force. I, and I, they have definitely been playing around with the, the, gray, the gray Jedi thing. You're right. Yeah, like, like, I am so pro gray Jedi. And, and Kanan's been kind of flirting with that, with the Bendu like teachings. And, yeah. You know what? You're right. Bendu's not the worst thing in the world. His execution no. wasn't good. It was very hit or miss yeah. with a lot of like, miss. It's one of those rare cases where I think, as you were saying, because of who they got for the voice actor, they couldn't really do a lot with his voice actor. Or if they had taken a step down in voice acting and maybe had been able to get more of him, yeah. they could have plotted out the episodes differently and you'd been able to get more of an arc with him. That's true. Yeah, but you don't you don't pass up Tom Baker, man. Yeah, no, no. Like even if you can only use him in three episodes, and his, four episodes and if you count the movies. So good. Yeah. So. God, I mean. Okay, so uh, we talked about the Bendu getting back on track. The next couple episodes, um, I'm going to guess are divisive among the three of us. Trials <laughs> of the Dark Saber. So, uh, oh, I think it's pretty God. obvious. I love Sabine, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. These are bad episodes. Okay. Like, oh my God, these episodes. Sabine is my number three crew member. Like, it's it's Chopper, it's Hera, it's Sabine. These are bad episodes. So, of the two of these back-to-back episodes before we take yet another break in the series. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, well, I guess there's three episodes, right? And then there's like a mini break, or is there not really a break? No, it's, bitching. no, the break. So Trials of the Dark Saber was January 21st. Legacy oh, and there's of like a three week break, right? Of February. That's right. Okay, that's, that's why it seemed was. like the Sabine arc took forever when it was really uh-huh. just a couple episodes. So this two like episodes, whole... but it was spaced out over like a month. Yeah. This episode. Bad. The shitty, like Sabine being Rocky episode, like the training montage. That's yeah, what like this episode is. Two episodes into one, and just give us a training montage. Yeah, I mean, like set it to some bad, like Star Wars '80s music rock, and just give us a training montage. It's fine. And be I, I like what they tried to do with Sabine. They're trying to, you know, it's. Make her for, a real for, character. Well, for two seasons, we had Ezra and Kanan. They're trying to push a female character towards the front, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Execution wasn't great, and uh, I haven't. I've, I'm kind of proud of myself for how little I've bitched about Space Aladdin this season. But he was extra <laughs> yeah. Space Aladdin. Uh, in oh, these in these episodes. episodes. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh, if the end God. result is we get more Mandalorian shit, like, okay, great. Yeah, uh, I actually disagree. I have not enjoyed the Mandalorian stuff that much, and I don't know if it's just because I, I don't like Sabine's we... family, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's because I hate so much, so much that Fen Rao is going to show up as a rebel at some point in the X-wing miniatures game I mean, that I can't let myself enjoy it. He's on their side now. 
it's gonna be yeah. like the A-wing fix fix, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's gonna show up in an A-wing and Phoenix Squadron in the like the Phoenix Squadron like of the uh, this Phoenix Squadron veterans pack that we're gonna get in two years. And I'm no, gonna be so, so it's gonna angry. Be, no, just wait. They're just gonna re-release the protected Starfighter, and you'll just get Fenral Rebel packed into it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the last episode. And that'll be the second. <laughs> that'll be the next set that you can get auto thrusters in. <laughs> so, now, so it'll no. extra like screw over scum because it'll just be like, no, there's absolutely no reason to ever buy a Starfighter anymore. <laughs> and next uh, episode, the auto thrusters. Yeah, maybe the Mandalorian hates just me, but uh, I won't call it hate, but I'd call it Mandalorian fatigues if they're just going to keep them. I feel like it's all just really surface level. Yeah. Uh, like exactly. Could, I want to get some like long episode arcs. Like the one in Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. The the Clone Wars Mandalorian stuff was pretty good with uh Satine yeah. and everything. Yeah. Like, don't disagree. I love Satine. That, yeah, if you could get that level of character and storyline and stuff, but with like Mandalorians trying to deal with the Empire. Yeah. That sounds great. So next up is Through Imperial Eyes, which I like this. Episode I thought it was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. I've said it before uh, to you guys, but um, I would really love for them to go literal with the title and also with the opening and just run the whole episode first person from Callus. Yeah. I mean, they did a lot of that. Oh, did we skip over the second part of the... Yeah, it was Mandalorian. All I, yeah. Do you want oh, okay. to talk about Mandalorian shit some more? I was kind of over it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. We just didn't really touch on the whole like mother. Oh, we can. Like we finally meet Sabine's mother. Yeah, no, we we can go back and talk and... about that. I had scrolled. Okay, past I mean it, we don't but... have to. Well, okay. well, no, because I mean they she turns out to be an important character in the show. I just yeah, I can't agree with you. Her family's kind of boring. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's just I because they didn't explore it more. Mother is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Sabine's brother had stayed with the Empire. I think that would have been. I think that would pay off more in like later seasons. Or if they just spent some time like dealing with Gar Saxon in a more like interesting way, you know? Yeah. If it could have been like half this season had been dealing with Gar Saxon as a villain and then. Oh, as it turns out, Thrawn's been orchestrating stuff this whole time and then the second half is. Dealing directly with Thrawn. Yeah. And thus Thrawn's plans are more compact and well, less. Obviously, yep. they didn't consult us. They didn't pay us the big bucks for this. <laughs> Come on, <No>. Pablo. <laughs> oh, I love Pablo. I do too. <laughs> I just want him to call me and ask, like run ideas by me. Is that too much to ask? Apparently. <laughs> yes. Apparently. So, through Imperial Eyes, it's a good episode. Yep. Yeah, uh, we see Callus acting in the first person as Fulcrum, and maybe the end is a little, maybe not obvious, but uh, expected, <laughs> I guess. When It at least makes you feel better about Thrawn being smart and being steps ahead of everybody. That, that, that's true. I mean, going back to Brody, when you were you know complaining about Thrawn always letting people go, he even lets Callus go here, even though he knows right. that Callus is Fulcrum. But at least in this case, it makes sense, because it's just like, okay... <laughs> Yeah, no, I've got a spy I know is a spy. I can yeah. counterintelligence. I yeah, I felt sense. I think this was a a good episode on the whole. I felt like 
it was so obvious that Thrawn knew who he was from the very first yes. second of the episode. Yes. Uh-huh. And so it was like this long, drawn-out cat-and-mouse episode, which doesn't mean it was a bad episode. I just felt like there. I would like to have seen Thrawn figure out that Callus was Fulcrum, not I show like up the, I... with Fulcrum, or he already knows it's Instead Fulcrum. Instead of being a Barry Sue... Oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, Thrawn is so smart that he... Like, how long has he known that Kallus is Fulcrum? Yeah, right. Since that droid, right? Since the droid showed up on that planet? Yeah, probably. Like, and so I would have liked them to play a little bit more with that. I'm not going to bitch, though, because this is one of the very good episodes of the season. Next up is Secret... I did Secret... bitch, though, sorry. <laughs> Next up is Secret sure. Cargo. Hey, we uh... get to see the TIE Defender in action. And, yo, it fucks people up. Uh, this also <laughs> is where we see uh, Dutch, right? Gold Leader? Yep. Yes. Okay. yes. Uh, Gold Leader, we have the whole... Um, did this episode remind you of, of Phantom Menace? Like, where, where he just... I mean, obviously, we've seen Ezra as a pilot, and we've seen him flying a Y-Wing, but it was just like, yeah, this kid's, like, amazing. He's better than Dutch at flying well, I, should, a trip. I hadn't connected the two until now. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, Not I, a overall, I liked episode. this episode because, I mean, you got Dutch in there and it kind of fleshes him out from A New Hope and you see Defender kicking ass and yeah, mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. I see the reason that and why we get Mon Mothma Mon show up. Mon Mothma. And, and I will say that um, I really do love the uh, the space battle animations in Rebels too. Yes. Yep. I think they do a very good job when it's small scale, a couple, three or four ships. You yes. Know? We'll get into it when we talk about the finale battle. <laughs> um, but yes, I think this episode was good. I enjoyed it all the way through. I didn't, I don't think I shook my head once this whole episode. And I'm pretty sure Constantine <laughs> was in this episode at some point. So that's was. usually, that's usually some like hard head shaking. <laughs> mm. um, can we skip the next one? Yeah, Double Agent Droid is garbage. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it. Even though they get Josh Gad of Disney royalty lately to voice a character in the episode, it is so poorly written and executed, just don't watch it. It's so bad. It's so bad. This is going to sound super harsh, but like if Josh Gad ceased to be a thing, I'd be cool with that. (laughs) Ouch. Um, Just let it go, Brody. Oh, I can't. This episode we can't skip over. It's so bad in so many ways. Like, what is going on in this episode? They do this long, drawn-out, like, like super, like, could have been awesome. Like, Chopper getting hijacked. um, The Empire actually doing something right that Thrawn's not running it. And then they, like, totally turn, like... Hera into like Sandra Bullock like hacker <laughs> and is able to like destroy a ship yep. from across the galaxy with a like uh-huh. Uh-huh. with a code signal? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, this is Space Wizards. But this is <laughs> so shitty in every way and it's it stains the good name of AP five. Uh the <laughs> one good thing from this episode is I would like to see somebody mod their Gazanti to be that. Yeah. 
Um, this episode made me want a lot more Lobot, especially where you made me go read the Lando miniseries comic. The Lando comic. miniseries is so good, and it gives so much context that that really got ruined by this Rebels episode, I think. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Um, but yeah, Shitstorm. That's what this yeah. episode should be called. <laughs> well, then we so... move into Twin Sons, which was hyped up pretty much the entire season. And yep. even though it came near the end, I feel like this episode could have happened at any time in the season. Oh, yeah. No, this this episode did not need to be the penultimate episode. This could have happened at any point in this season and probably parts of second season, too. But the reason this episode is here, though, is because this season was so shitty on the whole. Well, okay, that's maybe too strong. This this season was so uneven it, on the whole that they needed to get people to, to the momentum created by the end of one and season two. Yeah. Yep. So they, they needed to like get people like ready for the finale. Right. And so mm-hmm. this was tuning people in ready for the finale. Yeah. It's like, Hey, had you tuned out of rebels season three? Cause like there's a bunch of episodes that are mad or bad. Hey, Obi-Wan's going to be in this episode, guys. And th- this is our, you know, ultimate final Maul and Obi-Wan showdown. And, of course, they use Space Aladdin, pre-Snoke, whatever you want to call him, uh, <laughs> as the vehicle to make this happen. Hey, yep. Ezra, don't take that ship and go see Maul. Five minutes later, he's got it. They should just learn by now to just lock that like, asshole up or something. <laughs> no, what Hera should start doing is start doing, like, like, just tell him he can, and then maybe he won't. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's the yeah, bad no, teenager uh, tropes yeah, like, in so like, many hey, ways. Ezra, uh, you should use, you should take one of our A-wings and go check this out. Ezra, you should go to the dark side. <laughs> um, no, so, Mom. I mean, the, Maul no. lures Ezra there and uses, Ezra to Tatooine and uses Ezra to draw Obi-Wan out. But the last 10, 12, whatever, the last half of this episode is pretty sweet. No, I love um, that fight. I love I, that fight. Okay, that so they fight did the fight. So good. They did the fight perfect, right? Well, they have you set um, up thinking it's going to be a big lightsaber, like, you know, showdown like they had in episode one. It's going to be Duel of the Fates all over again. And it's so perfect. And it's not. You've got Steven Stanton doing. Oh, uh, Alec Guinness, old Obi Wan, and Pretty good too. Yeah, really good, uh, Alec Guinness, and it's what three strikes, mm-hmm. three swings. <laughs> no, I think yes. it's like one, right? He parries yeah, no, and hits. Well, well, th- th- that's what I mean. Walks twice and strikes once. Yeah. Um, a couple <laughs> things about the fight. One, perfect. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely perfect. Two, they do like a little bit of a homage there to Qui Gon. By making Obi Wan take Qui Gon's stance right before uh, the first strike for Maul, which oh, yeah. basically which I, I... baits Maul in to going for the move that Obi Wan instantly blocks and wrecks him with. Man, I like I, thinking back and like replaying it in my head. I totally see that, but that didn't click at the time that he was, you know, doing the the Qui Gon stance and everything. Yep. He did the Qui Gon, set Maul up, and like. And this also brings in Maul was just an apprentice. Yeah. He was a very powerful and maybe not even apprentice. Maul was a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Maul wasn't learning how to be like a Sith. Maul was a weapon um, that Palpatine like forged to do these things because Palpatine Darth Maul like, was an assassin. 
Yeah, because Palpatine knew his actual apprentice was coming, right? Anakin was coming. He's not in the League of Darth Tyrannus or Darth Vader. Yeah, Yeah, and and he's not in the League of Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's in the League of uh, Padawan Apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I do really like how Clone Wars and then Rebels set them all up. Yes, he's a bad guy, but he's almost a tragic character for those reasons that you're saying. He, you know... Yeah. Yeah, he's so close. He He was used to discard it. He's so close to being an anti hero. (laughs) And and Obi Wan almost, maybe he does recognize it there at the end. Oh, he totally does. Like, he, like, gives him what he wanted, right? Maul wanted release. And Obi Wan did not, like, keep it going. He, like, gave him, it was almost like a merciful death, too, as he cradles him at the end. It wasn't Clone Wars Obi-Wan who said that I should have aimed for your neck last time, which was really great in that episode. It wasn't, it wasn't like, like, heart-sick, love-sick, Satine just died Obi-Wan. This was like Zen Master Obi-Wan. This is why we see Obi-Wan give himself up to the ghost, right? In New Hope. This is this (laughs) Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the only reason he even kills Maul is because he's worried about Luke. Yeah. yeah. And like, this episode was, was like, so think, good. Like, when they're the last that 10 initial minutes. conversation, it's just like, Obi-Wan's more than ready to just let Maul walk away until he threatens, like, going after Luke. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I could have used way more of their banter. Mm-hmm. And still do the fight the exact same way, but let them like voice act, let them like go for a little bit, and yes. like the whole like Ezra like dying in the desert shit. I just was hoping he would. <laughs> I, I, I will say, even though we we've all seen Rogue One, we know Chopper is in Rogue One. When Chopper got shut down in the Sandstorm, I was like, fuck. Ezra, if you got fucking Chopper killed, I'm going to fucking put my foot through the TV, you goddamn piece of shit. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of goes through it. Um, yeah, that episode. episode just needed a better lead-in, right? The Ezra parts were just bad. The Maul and Obi-Wan stuff was amazing. Like, could this episode, this episode would be phenomenal if it just started with Maul and focused on Maul and he's crazy and he's wandering the desert and he's trying to figure this out and then he just finally stumbles onto Obi-Wan. Or even Obi-Wan. He gets too close to the homestead. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan is like, hey, bitch. Mm-hmm. So this led All that into... aside, this episode was amazing. Oh, Sorry. It was, it was yep. totally amazing. And this led into the two-part uh, season finale, Zero Hour Parts 1 and 2, where Thrawn uh, opens Finally up the puts the hammer packs. down. Yep. Yep. This is Thrawn, right? This is what we've yep. been waiting for? Yeah. Uh-huh. And this, th- is... Th- this is Thrawn outwitting the rebels at every turn. Um, even being like... Go. Yeah, no, Sorry, go, go ahead. Go, no, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, though he did make... Does he make a little bit of a mistake here? He thinks this is the whole thing, right? Yeah. He thinks this is the, the, the rebel fleet in entirety. I don't think he thinks this is the whole fleet, but I think he thinks it's... One of the larger, if not the largest, cells mm-hmm. that he can make an example of. Uh, okay, because I kind of felt I mean, like he thought say, it was the whole fleet. I was going to say, his actual mistake is the putting Constantine in any position of authority. That... Yeah, he, he thought he could... Yeah, I think he thought he had the measure of Constantine, right? 
that yeah. he could he could keep him in check. He miscalculated mm-hmm. Constantine, and this younger Thrawn has more pride than Thrawn from the old uh, Zahn novels had. Uh, that Thrawn would not have let up the Star Destroyer planetary bombardment. He would have just uh, turbo lasered yep. the planet till they were all dust. This one mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, morally and emotionally crush the rebels, and he wanted to see it. And ultimately, mm-hmm. that ended up being what undid him yeah. in the episode. But, but to be fair to Thrawn, he didn't have Tarkin calling the shots either, right? That, that is true. Tarkin yeah. did demand prisoners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he probably would have just kept that bombardment going if not for Tarkin. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how stupid Kanan flying to like a, a couple bad parts about this episode? Sure. Kanan yep. driving through the turbo laser storm. Oh, <laughs> yep. That's pretty bad. This blind prick with these no. like Star Destroyer lasers coming down. <laughs> no. And He's just barely weaving out of the way. Would they not take up a bigger divot than like just around them? Well, can we talk about uh, your least favorite part about this episode, Brody? Which part is my least favorite part? The visual part that you like the least. <sighs> he texted me about this about Thrawn wearing oh, the Fears helmet. <laughs> oh my god, oh. I forgot about that. That's just silly looking. Yeah, it was so stupid. It, it was a little silly. I mean, it was fine. Like, yeah, Thrawn. It was like Thrawn going on safari, right? I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna wear what I think the commander wears. Well, and I've seen this hat before. If you could have safari Thrawn or no Bindu, which would you choose? Um. So Bindu. I don't. I like hate the Bindu this was just pissed at Kanan more than anything. He's just pissed, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like he was played a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's like so angry. I think, but then he turns into a thunderstorm. Yeah, this was interesting. I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't love it. Overall, and I it f- liked the the two finale episodes, but I hated yeah. how they used the Bendu in such an outlandish and yes. unpredictable yeah. way yes. to get our heroes out of trouble because they were dead. Thrawn was gonna fucking murder everybody. Yeah, they. It was kind of. Doesn't it remind you? I, I gotta stop doing this, but it's Phantom Menace when like Obi Wan forgets that he can force run. Yeah. Right, his force run is on cooldown, so he can't <laughs> yes. catch up. This like Bendu shit is like okay, we're gonna use like this outlandish like force power that we haven't ever really shown as possible. We know that Bendu can disappear. We know that he can like so he obviously he's basically a force ghost, right? With a little bit more physical like yeah. Yeah. properties. I don't know. It just felt like Bendu saving the day was cheap. It definitely well, was. Um, uh, well, Bendu saving the day and the confirmation that we're going to get rebel protectorate starfighters in X-Wing. Uh, that's Fuck not that. nearly Fuck as bad so as hard. the part where apparently the interdictor cruiser's armoring is so light that small <laughs> arms fire can take it out. <laughs> Blasters like, take out the up. whole fucking ship with I, pistols. I, I I let that slide. I thought the part no, if you're everybody... Gonna, if you're the... gonna have speed, like, land on the on the outside of an interdictor, like have her plant bombs. Yeah, yeah. doesn't isn't she a bombing person? <laughs> yeah, have her just like I, layer that thing with thermal detonators. I still thought that was and cool. then have a running gunfight because they <laughs> realize they're out there 
and then just when it looks like they're going to be caught, she hits the button and blows up the the gravity well. I thought the voice acting and characterization for General Dudon was pretty good, and I really loved yep. uh, General or Commander Sato's, uh, you know, sacrifice. I thought that was really cool. I liked it a lot, except for we just watched that in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. The whole, you know what I mean? Like the ship, like slamming into another ship to make something happen. Uh, yeah. But, but at least in Rogue Sato One, is I just think we won't yeah. get more uh, Commander Sato. Yeah, that sucks. Um, and that we don't get that uh, one cruiser anymore. That, uh, <laughs> that, that weird transport ship. ship. The big triangle. The, Quasar Fire class uh, transport, yeah. I think that thing's cool. So. You know what I do want to see come out of Rebels and show up in X-Wing is the scum, not Rebel, but the scum, uh, the, the shovel version of whatever Maul's ship was that Ezra tried, that he took to Mandalore. Uh, it's like the Cormac or something, Cormac? Yeah, it, well, it, it looks like a scaled-up protectorate. That, it's a very big protectorate. It would yeah. be like a large base one. Yeah, I think that thing is really cool. Uh, yeah, this was not the worst finale. Actually, it might be the worst finale because the other two are so, so good. Of Rebels, it may be the worst season finale, but that's just because the others were really, really good. Yeah, but it's yeah. not... It was a good episode. I remember there was a lot of things that bugged me about it, and Mike continually reminds me that it's a show for children. <laughs> and so I must look past that. And he's right. He is. My biggest problem with Rebels on the whole is the outsized influence it has on the main canon of the story. And uh, if you can't do Star Wars right, you know, then why do it this way? But if it we was enjoyable. If we do stuff like this, in a couple years we'll get rewarded with a dark and gritty like Bounty Hunter Netflix series or something. Oh, that'd be really great. Can we, can we, so really quick, is there anything else on this? I want the Sopranos, but Star Wars. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> what was your, can we just talk about how forgettable the Mandalorians in this thing are? They're also yeah. Bendu, right? They just show up to like disable the ship. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I want more, I want more of them like dealing with that whole Imperial Mandalorian Civil War thing. I oh, imagine we'll see more season of that four? next season, yeah. yeah. Do we want to do season four predictions? Hopes? Dreams? Or oh, do man. we want to save that um, for another episode? No, we could get that real quick, no, right? Go ahead and I go mean, into those. Yeah, uh, so season four predictions, what I would love to see, I want to see more Mandalorian stuff, and as a result, like, bring in Boba Fett. No. No? Well, hold on. Let, let, let me retract that just reflexive no and think about that. <laughs> like, think grown-up Clone Wars Boba Fett. Like, still not to where he is in, like, the movies, but, like, have him show up in an episode or two. Okay. I, I, I will retract the no, and I, that would make me cautiously op optimistic. How about Zengar or Bosk? Yeah, I was going to say, I would like them to do more of what Clone Wars did, was do a few Shut of the up, Bounty Dengar. Hunter arcs. <laughs> you want <laughs> to see, do... like, old man Cad Bane? Well, you know, <laughs> no, I remember they did, like, the, <laughs> they did the episodes that had Bosk 
and they had, you know, Lazzarazzi. They had Morallo. They had these interesting, like, side bounty hunter stuff. Yep. Like, even if it's just, like, okay, for some reason, Thrawn decides to, like, use a bounty hunter. Yeah. Like, or do something you know interesting like Hondo's that. Hondo's there, and Hondo's got a connection to stuff. Like, yeah, maybe somebody comes after Hondo, Hondo and Ezra has to, like, intervene. I don't know. Um, I would like to see Vader come back. We need Vader. Okay. I know they didn't use him in this season because Thrawn is an outsized <laughs> character and you can't have two of them. Right. But I would have liked for him to show up in an episode just to see Thrawn's interaction with Vader. Yes. Uh, but maybe we get that in season four and I would enjoy that. Thrawn and Vader um, together would be good. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the return of Inquisitors, but maybe like the last Inquisitors. Inquisitors. Yeah. Or different Inquisitors, not... Like, I have always been of the mind that there are, like, different subsects of Inquisitors, and we've just seen that one group. Oh, God. You, and then... I, you know who the last Inquisitor is going to be, right? Uh, Mara Jade? Mara Jade. <laughs> no, it'll be fucking Asajj Ventress, right? No, Asajj is, like, she's given up the Sith shit, right? And she's yeah. not taking order. She's basically Ahsoka for the Sith Order. And right? they, they betrayed her. I, I haven't read. Uh, oh, God, what is that book called? I'm fairly sure Asajj is dead by the time Rebels happens. Yeah, I was hearing something like that. It's but the, I think the, it's not like explicit. Isn't, isn't it the one with Vader and Palp on Ryloth? Is that the one no, she dies I, in? Not that one. It, it, it's a book. Or is it Dark Disciple? Yes, that one. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Yeah, I was I was thinking that the one where she's supposedly dead is like came out just before the Disney buyout, so it's technically not canon. I, I'm pretty sure that one is canon, but no, her disciples still canon. I haven't read it, so I'm, I'm not positive. Mm. Well, I don't know, um, but I'd love to see Asajj in Rebels. Yeah. Hey, if 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 Maul can come back, any can anybody can come That's back. Right. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, so I think that. Season four may be the last season of Rebels. If at most it will go to five, so what I want to see. I thought they said that they were already basically picked up for like the full series, right? They just have the like. I thought I read that from like Freddie Prince or something. Like they do like the obligatory pickup thing, but they've been told that they have all the episodes. Yeah. So I don't know how many seasons he said. I can't see it going past five, and what I. If we're because going there's to... a hard time limit, right? Right, and if we're going to show these characters growing, someone needs to go in the next season. It needs to be Zeb, um, or it needs to be Kanan, Kanan. For the love of God, it needs to be Kanan. Kanan, Kanan makes a lot season. of sense to die. And Kanan, Kanan, this... Kanan makes a lot of sense to die. It needs to be the... Ezra who does it. Yeah. Is yeah. It, is this the season where they missed the opportunity to use Kanan like they should have used Han in the original trilogy? Like, as he sacrifices himself to, like, save everybody? Oh, you mean the, the uh, Harrison Ford I won out clause? Well, I think, I honestly think it would have made sense in return for him to actually die. Like, as, like, reading what the, uh, was it Kasdan that had him, like, written that way? Uh, it was Harrison Ford who demanded his character die. Nobody wanted to write him that way. I thought I thought they had him dying, and George didn't want him to, and Harrison oh, wanted Jedi. to die. I, I know Harrison wanted to, and, and maybe Kasdan had a script where he did die, but uh, I, I could be wrong. I mean, obviously he wanted to die because they had to kill him in seven because he refused to come back in eight. You know he's <laughs> going to be in eight, right? 
Yeah, like flashbacks or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but I guarantee you he's going to be at eight. Yeah. yeah Anyways, like, somebody needs to die in the next season, and it should yeah, be Kanan, Kanan needs to go. and it should be Ezra doing it as he falls to the dark side and starts changing his name to Snoke. <laughs> I hope at I hope at the start he's like Snack, and so the more evil he becomes, the more stupid his name becomes. Snack and then Snake. And <laughs> yeah, then it's like Snock, and then he finally realizes to add an E at the end. Well, do we have any final thoughts about? I, I, we've we've talked longer than I expected us to, but we did kind of cover three seasons yeah. of a show here. Any yeah. last yeah. thoughts about season three of Rebels? I'm glad it's over. Is that bad? In the sense <laughs> I, that you're looking forward to I season am, four. Yeah, I'm somewhat I, optimistic for season four as a result of season three because it's not like it can be worse, right? I I feel like the finales do a really good job to get me ready for the next yep. season and. And I guarantee the first episode of season four is probably going to be pretty good. I still have faith in Dave Filoni. I mean, this season was a step backwards from season two, but overall I still enjoyed it. And I've got, I've still got hopes for season four. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I just, I hope that this isn't like of things to come that we're going to see in eight, nine and all the, uh, anthology movies is, Star Wars refusing to take chances, and I felt like this season was Star Wars not taking chances. This season, yeah. maybe, but the fact that in Rogue One, spoiler, they killed everybody. I feel like yeah. you know th- that's a chance that not a lot of people thought they would take. So I've still yeah, got hope. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be. Co- I'm gonna actually. I'm turning a new leaf. I'm gonna be optimistic about the next. Uh, season of Rebels. This will last for eight hours. He's going to wake up tomorrow and be pissed again. Um, so before <laughs> before we that's actually going to be me. I'm going to wake up all pissed. Be like, when was I obsolete talking about Rebels? God damn it! <laughs> well, before we sign off, we do have one segment uh, here on the Cannon Fodder series oh, that yes, I'm so great. excited about. This and is the best segment. Who's that one hell of a pilot? <laughs> Who's that obscure <laughs> pilot? So. In the X-Wing Miniatures game, there's a crap ton of named pilots from the old EU uh, with silly names, and nobody knows who they are. So I'm going to read a brief description about one of these pilots, and I want to see if Scott and Brody can guess who this person is. I'm going to have to let Brody make the first guess, because I I have read a lot of Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) So Brody will guess first. Okay. So the, uh, the obscure pilot for today is a former military supply officer that got offended that he was not being promoted fast enough. He decided to desert the military, moved to the Outer Rim, and joined up with the uh, Karazak Slaver Cooperative. And he's a really good slaver, even though the slavers thought he was crazy. He ended up um, (laughs) being killed sometime after the Battle of Yavin. His ship at one time was called the Indenture, because, you know, slavery is <laughs> a horrible person. I love that. Oh. Um, really, really terrible. I want... So obviously uh, it's not a good guy. It's not a good guy. I really want to say it's Torkel Mux. It is not Torkel Mux. Uh, Scott, do you know yes. So I do, because actually uh, I have flown this pilot before. Because I'm a idiot uh but uh, to be fair it was because it was campaign against cancer 
the answer you're looking for is Crassus Trellix. Crassus Trellix, oh, that's right. shit. Way back in, like, Wave 2 when it was the, uh-huh. you know, Crassus was it's an Imperial Fire Spray then. pilot. Yeah, he's an Imperial yep. even though he's a straight-up scumbag sniper. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's what throw me up. I thought for sure. And then I didn't, you didn't say a race, right? I didn't say a race, and I didn't want to yeah, say okay. a ship type or anything. But yeah. uh, I, I never would have gotten this one without looking it up either. Yeah. So. And I don't even know if Torkoal has much of a backstory. I know he's an Arcona. And I know he was like an Outer Rim guy. But I don't remember. Maybe he wasn't evil. Maybe he wasn't straight up evil. But I thought he worked with slavers too. So I know this because I flew him during campaign against cancer, and the number of times people were like, "Who is Crassus Trellix?" made me look him up after campaign against cancer. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a great one. That stumped the shit out of me. <laughs> and that'll do it for our first episode of Cannon Father here uh, at Three Point Two Company. Uh, I know we're not in person, and we can't, uh, you know, clinkies uh, in reality. But uh, cheers, you two. Cheers. Clinkies. Clink. Clinkies. <laughs>